It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Coming up in just a little bit, our NFL tiers. Normally we do them on Thursdays, but short show tomorrow, so we do them today. But right now, a conversation I'm excited for, uh, one that I've been waiting to have all day after reading his piece this morning on Anscape. Uh, Anscape senior writer Martenzi Johnson joins us on the guest line to discuss a piece he did where he went down to Capital One Arena and did this crazy little thing called reporting. We've talked about uh, how the reaction within D.C. and specifically within Black D.C. about the Wizards leaving and, and how upsetting that is for cultural, social, etc. reasons. And Martenzi went down to Capital One Arena and actually talked to folks at the games uh, around the arena and, and about this and, and how they felt about it. Uh, and Martenzi joins us now. Uh, Martenzi, appreciate the time, man. How are you? I'm good. How are you? That uh, that that welcome to DC. It, it doesn't have the same ring when you say welcome to Alexandria, Virginia. So they got to they have to update that, I guess. Yeah, I do wonder. Like wh- one of the reasons that I feel like this hurts so much for so much of DC is like, as you talk about in the piece, like they take GoGo and make it the G League team. And you're like. You realize that all that stuff's got to go now, right? Like you can't, you can't benefit off the district, and you know they play that song all the time, at Capital One Arena. You can't play that anymore once you go to Alexandria. Like that belongs within the, within the border. Yeah, yeah. Chuck Berry doesn't hit the same uh, in Alexandria, <laughs> I'm guessing. But yeah, there. I, I imagine if this thing goes through, when or when or if it goes through, um, yeah, they're gonna have to do a little bit of rebranding because, like I said, it just doesn't have the same ring to it when you're doing all of this in Virginia rather than in, in DC. So, obviously, the, the why you write this piece is, you know, we've been talking about this for a week now. Um, you know, I, I thought Michael Wilbon was the first guy I kind of heard put it so succinctly on, on PTI when this news came through. He's just like, you're taking the city game out of the city. And everybody yep. knows exactly what he meant. But, like, how did you want to attack writing this story? And, and how, did you, how did these conversations go with folks at Capital One Arena, whether it's fans, vendors, et cetera? Yeah, yeah. So in no way is this situation unique to D.C., right? Like when I first heard this and I'm a transplant here and I just started covering the team this year. So I didn't know that this was even in consideration for this this amount of time. But so I kind of got caught off guard by it last week. And um, it when I first heard it, all I could think of was Atlanta leaving Atlanta to go to Cobb County. All I could think of was the Warriors leaving Oakland to go to San Francisco, right? Like you build this reputation, you build this culture, you build this community um, in in the cities that you're in. And in the moment that you can go out to the suburbs, the moment that you can get more money from certain places and not the place that you're actually in, that hits people pretty hard, right? And so I was thinking it must be the same in D.C. in that it feels like it's not just a move, right? It's not just going four miles. It's not just going across, across the Potomac River. Like, you're taking a lot out of this city by moving this team. And so going into it, I, all I prompted everyone I spoke with was, how do you feel about this move? And then it all just came out, right? And there's this general frustration, right? Like, they, these people, for proximity reasons, for one, like, a lot of them work in D.C. or live close by D.C. And, like, this just adds another 20, 30 minutes to their commute. They can't exactly walk there if they, if they live downtown or work downtown. So it's that. But also – you're moving to a place where I'm not, not all, and I only spoke to six, seven people. So it's like, it's not representing a sample, but it's enough to know that it, it's something to it. They don't feel particularly safe going to Virginia. Uh, Virginia police don't have the best reputation nationwide or even local, locally, apparently. So um, I, 
I just went into it just wanting to ask people how they felt. And, and like I said, they, they, they don't want the team to move. They're conflicted in a way because a lot of them uh, understand that, yeah, D.C. is on hard times right now. COVID has devastated not only D.C. itself, but the Chinatown area where, where the arena is. So they can understand wanting to chase more money. But overall, I think they would all rather the team stay. I think the the part that is like most shocking to a lot of people reading it is probably the policing part that you reference, and and a lot of your piece does reference obviously the the violent crime that is up yeah. in DC, and a lot of the folks you talk to were like, yeah, no, we get it, like there's there's some issues that need to be worked through here right now. But how surprising was it to you as someone who's new to the area to to learn that actually for the folks that are going to games right now going to Virginia actually feels less safe to them. Yeah, I mean, that was sort of surprising because, like, don't get me wrong, I don't think D.C. police got the best reputation either. But For sure. It's something, it's something about Virginia where it's not just a police thing. Like, talking to people, and they're, they're not – they're sort of speaking in code or euphemism, so they're not really, really saying what they mean, but they're like, you know, I, I just don't go there. There's nothing for me there. Mind you – um, Alexandria has similar things that D.C. has, but it's like, I, I never go there. Even myself, the only time I ever go to Virginia is to go to Reagan Airport, right? I'm literally leaving by coming there, right? So um, it, it just it doesn't have the best reputation amongst the people that I spoke to. Again, it, it's not representative, but with the people I spoke to, everyone just kind of, you can see it in their eyes. It like twinged a little when I, when I said the word Virginia. Like, it just seems like such a foreign place, even though, again, it's less than four miles from where Capital One is right now. Martenzi Johnson wrote a fantastic piece in Anscape. Highly recommend reading it, uh, which you can get to, obviously, you just go to anscape.com or also link through ESPN.com. Uh, and he joins us here on the Hoffman Show. Um, as far as the crime in D.C. part of it, what what did people say about that reality and who they blame yeah. or how temporarily, temporary or not they feel like that issue is? Yeah, and, and, and I wanted to definitely put that in there because it's a thing, right? We all, I imagine you follow these Twitter accounts that tell you the happenings or the, the crimes that happen around sure. here. Like, there's, there's no denying it, right? This is actually happening. Now, how much influence that actually has on the move, I couldn't tell you, right? Because, again, I put in the piece when I was there that day and the other days that I've gone to Wizards games and the other times I've just gone to go to the uh, restaurants and stuff around Gallery Place, it just seemed like people standing around, right? Like, there's a guy next to us when I'm talking, he named Bobby Caldwell, right? Like, this guy who I'm speaking with is just selling hats. Like, it's nothing much really going on, but, you know, how reputations happen, like that sort of stuff. But, um, I mean, just I, I, the, the conflicting part for me, and maybe some of the people that I spoke with hit on this, is, like, can you fix the crime issue by giving $500 million to the Wizards? I don't have an answer for that. Maybe if you give them the money, it revitalizes the area again, mind you, but it revitalizes the area and then people have more money and it leaves the less crime. I don't know, but it, it, it's, I don't, people, the people who wanted to stay, they did identify like, yeah, it's kind of an iffy situation to give public money for it. But again, I don't, I don't know how you solve the crime problem, whatever it may be. Um, by giving money elsewhere rather than to the resources that are needed to prevent the crime rather than try and stop the crime when it's already happening. Right, which for whatever it's worth has been my point all along. is like Leonsis should have stayed and he's very rich and he can pay for it, but he took $1.6 billion for Virginia 
And technically that is, that <laughs> yeah, it's, it's his prerogative, but you then get to the question of what is lost. And yeah. that when you, when you get to like the cultural element of this and, you know, you're talking to, to folks who are playing music or selling hats and like, that's just kind of part of the, part of going to a Wizards game is like you get off the Metro, the go-go's going on trash cans. You got seven dudes who try to sell you a hat in the half a block you walk <laughs> to the door. Like that's just part of the experience to me. And it's part of what makes it a unique experience going to Capital One for a Wizards game, even though when you get inside, uh, you've seen mostly a bad basketball team over the, well, I've been here <laughs> since 2015. You can do the math. But like w- when you look at this as, as a writer and a columnist and a journalist and as someone who's covered things in other places and you know you mentioned Atlanta, Cobb County and, and Detroit and, and what they've done now actually going back from the suburbs into the city, what's gained, mm-hmm. what's lost here through your eyes uh, with this move? I think you lose a segment of your 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 fan base, your population, right? On, on one hand, like again, it's just a move a couple of blocks, right? With with uh, San Francisco, it's just going over the bridge, but like that's another transportation cost for people to pay for these things. Like, ask Warriors fans how much more they're paying for tickets to go to see the Warriors play now compared to a couple of years ago when they were at Oakland, right? So you you start to price people out. You literally kind of separate yourself from them. And it becomes, and not to say this is a bad thing, it becomes a wider fan base when it's still the, the product on the on the court is black, right? And you, like I said, you, you're taking so many people out of this, and it's just from chasing money, right? Like this, like you said, Jonas could have stayed. He has enough money to buy another team if he wanted to, right? But, like, he saw an opportunity to have to pay less for this new arena complex, so he took it, but – when you're chasing money all the time, sometimes you can be blinded by what's most important to your fan base. They want to see a competitive team, obviously, but they want the atmosphere to feel right. Like for people who live in D.C. or the surrounding areas, they want to have access to it rather than, again, additional metro stop or having to drive a few extra miles or really 30, 40 more minutes, right? So it sometimes when we put money first, uh, other people suffer, and we're kind of seeing this here with D.C. because it's – the people seem devastated more than anything else. And the move isn't even for another five, six years, but like they just seem genuinely hurt that the Wizards as they know it, the the DC based Wizards, like it's no longer gonna exist. Yeah, for sure. Um I I just I'm looking up at our YouTube stream right now and as as a comment, uh Tommy T says, People go to Landover and I would I would point out to Tommy, no, they don't. Like you go to <laughs> I, I go to Landover for games. There ain't a lot of people in the stands. And, and there's also yeah. a huge difference in 10 times per year for football, including preseason, uh, especially because yeah. they haven't had any playoff games there in a while, um, and 41 times a year for hockey or basketball in this case. Um, so I, I think that like the math, well, I think what's going to be interesting, Martenzi, and I think that we're a couple years away from being able to have some real data on this, studying it with some of these other places that you mentioned is what, yeah. is there a financial cost? Like, does it wind up being worth it? Or is what you lose with the personality and the character of your team, not to mention longtime dedicated fans who don't actually go to the games anymore and stop supporting the team? Um, it doesn't wind up costing you money to, to chase the short term dollar. Uh, I mean, I can answer that question now. So in, in the press conference from last week, the governor of uh, Virginia said this is going to have a $12 billion economic impact on the state. 30,000 jobs are going to be created. There have been countless studies, <laughs> both in the U.S. and abroad, studying uh, stadium financial deals or public deals, um, the Olympics, the World Cup. 
there's big fanfare of, oh, how much money is this going to bring and how many jobs? But in the end, those numbers are never reached. It never really benefits the area that it's supposed to. Maybe Washington will be first. I don't know. But, like, I think we've seen enough that whatever they're touting as the benefits of this is not going to pan out exactly as they say it will. Um, rich people will get richer, but I don't know everyone else how they're going to benefit from that. Right. It, it does it pay off for Leonsis? Maybe, but he'll probably be the only one if, if it even pays off for him. Um, again, yeah. Anscape.com is where you can find this piece. Definitely check it out. Martenzi Johnson, senior writer at Anscape. Martenzi, this was great. Uh, hopefully I'll see you around somewhere here in D.C. since you're in town, uh, probably at a Wizards game, uh, and, and yeah. certainly have you back on the show at some point in the future. No, thank you for having me. Uh, having me. Also, welcome to Alexander. Yeah, see, it doesn't work. Alexander, it just doesn't. It doesn't ring the same way. Chris. Yeah, no. Welcome to Anthony. <laughs> you'll have to work on a remix over there. Welcome to Alexandria remix. I don't. I don't have a lot of faith in you, and that actually has nothing to do with you over there. I was about to say I can uh, see who I can contact, but uh, I don't have it right. Maybe now. this is the project well, for Jeff finally. Let's... Possibly. <laughs> Yeah, put your we'll tea out of time in his hands. You know, somebody can make it. Say, <laughs> well, hey, if you pay people enough, they'll do anything. I think that's actually the <laughs> yeah. lesson here. Uh, Tenzi, thank you. <laughs> thank you. All right, that is Martenzi Johnson with us here on the Hoffman Show. A great conversation earlier in the show with Clinton Yates on this topic as well, and kind of a bigger conversation about the sports bubble and who gets rich and who does it and all that kind of stuff. Really good stuff with Yates. Uh, that'll be up shortly on YouTube as well at Craig Hoffman. We get back. Anthony and I hit our NFL tiers on this Wednesday. I normally do this on Thursday, but uh, since we have a short show tomorrow, we'll do this today, and that'll kind of be the last thing we do. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. The Hoffman Show will be back in three minutes.